welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Hey everyone, welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Weekly Call. It's Amy and Steve here. Can you stop huffing and puffing? Say hi. No, that's just licking the microphone. You going to say anything? Okay, okay, we're just licking the microphone. He is, I'm not. Anyway, uh, welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Weekly Call. Where to get started if this is your first episode. Holy smokes. Hey, it is the fourth week of the month, and that means according to Amy's 2020 podcasting recipe book, we're doing a Q&A call. Uh, we're doing a Q&A call this week, essentially for right now. What that means is I've got four mini topics that I'm going to cover based on things that have come in from my clients, uh, from the people who are in some of my programs at the moment, and just from some other folks who have been either sharing in my Facebook group or contacting me via Instagram. So last year I decided to get a little more formulaic for season five of this podcast and be uh, a bit more um, consistent with the different types of episodes. And I thought that the, the fourth week of the month would be great to do a answering your questions episode, which is exactly what I'm about to launch into. But for March, if there is something that you would like my support with, uh, if there is something that's bugging you, something you would like to know more about, a particular scenario that you would like workshopped or brainstormed, do let me know. You can send me a direct message on Instagram and let me know what it is that I could help you with and I'll include it in the March episode or if I think it's juicy enough and piques my interest, it may become a topic in its own right. So always reach out if I can support you with anything. I love hearing from you all and I'm just so grateful that uh, you know, you're know you out there sharing yoga with the people who need it. It's so, so, so important right now. So anything I can do to help, hit me up at Amy Yoga Biz Coach on Instagram. Okay, so uh, before we jump in, I'm going to do a quick reminder now, and then I'll mention it in greater length at the end of the episode, that the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat 2021 Super Early Bird registrations close this Friday. So if you don't know, every year I take a group of fabulous yoga teachers from all over the world to one of my favorite places, which is a retreat center in northern Thailand, uh, about an hour out of Chiang Mai, where we spend the week together working on your business. You'll receive coaching, love, support. We do yoga. We do meditation every night. Uh, exceptional, exceptional Thai food, uh, incredible community, lots of insight, lots of motivation, lots of breakthroughs and aha moments, lots of laughing and fun. And uh, this year, um, I'm offering a super early bird, which I haven't done before. I'm testing it out and seeing how you guys like that sort of pricing setup. Anyway, it comes to an end this Friday. 
So if you would like to go take a look, the URL is amymcdonald.com.au forward slash retreats or the link is in the episode notes. And uh, if you have any questions, let me know. And if you know you're coming already, and I know a bunch of you have uh, messaged in the Facebook event saying, I'm coming, uh, do yourself a favor and get in at the super early bird so that you get the extra $400 off. Um, there's a payment plan as well if you need it, which means that you can uh, save your place for $500 down and that's AUD. So if you're coming from the States, uh, if you're paying in pounds, good news. amymcdonald.com.au forward slash retreat, super early bed through till the end of this week, Friday, the 29th of February. All right, let's jump into the content for today. The first one that I'm going to talk about is um, a scenario that's come up over the past week with one of my private clients who is uh, putting together some new collateral, uh, specifically having a postcard printed. Got a nice uh, photograph, uh, clear on the, you know, built the website, that'll look good, clear on the business name, all of those good things. Time to have this postcard printed. Now, the postcard is about one-to-one sessions and the price point is $150. And um, my client is starting to offer this service in a new town. So a new area. No one knows my client yet. We, um, My client has found some really great places that would willingly accept a postcard to promote this particular business. And so we're in the process of creating such a postcard. And uh, my client has been sending me drafts um, and I've seen a couple of drafts and I, you know, that's what you, you know, that's coaching. What do you think of this? I send some feedback. What do you think about it now? I send some feedback. Um, and the, the front of the postcard, it looks great. Photo looks great. Layout, everything got all of the basic information on it. And I sent an email to my client and I said, Oh, could you send me the back because so far I've only seen the front and my client emailed me back and said, Oh, I'm only doing it one sided because it works out much cheaper. So here's what I want to talk about, about this scenario. There comes a time where it's important to recognize where you are being cheap with yourself and cheap with your business. And if, and I suspect that some of you that are listening right now are nodding and going, oh God, I already know where I'm doing that. Um, and here's what I mean. There is a time to be mindful and cautious and considered about how you invest your money. And for me, that's most of the time. If you've been a listener to my podcast for a while now, you'll know that I readily identify as financially conservative, financially risk averse. I am a huge fan of things like saving for retirement and all good things like that. Um, you, I have a copy of Tony Robbins' money book and it has a lot of post-it notes stuck in the margins. I am a fan. I used to teach financial literacy for women. I used to teach, uh, I used to teach social workers how to help their clients out of STD, sexually transmitted debt and financial abuse from bad partners. I am all over this topic, except for when we're talking about teeny tiny amounts of money. And I am calling them teeny tiny. And if you're thinking, if you're at home listening to this going, well, it's easy for you to say, Amy, that a hundred bucks is teeny tiny, but I got to tell you, 
today I'm deciding between paying the electric or paying the phone and I've only got a hundred bucks for one of them. Okay, that is slightly different. And if you are in that place for reals, let me know. Let's come up with a plan to get you a cash injection because you have a skill. You can, you know, exchange it for money. We can sort that out. What I'm talking about though, is if you are running a business and you are generating enough from that business to satisfy, you know, a level of comfort. I'm not talking about Osho's Rolls Royces, but you know, you pay your bills more or less on time. You eat fairly well, go out for dinner a week or every two weeks, whatever, you know, life is, is, is comfortable. Um, and life is golden by kind of global standards. If you're living like that from the money that you're making in your yoga business, if you are getting itchy and scratchy and nervous and uptight about the difference between having a postcard printed that is one-sided because it would save you 50 bucks. It's time to recognize that something has gone wrong because the way that I like to think about it is, would you remember that money in a year's time? Will you remember saving that 50 bucks in 12 months? And if the answer is no, what are you doing? Seriously. And I, what I see happening is um, this happens when people get this sort of scenario happens when people get into financial distress or anxiety. I'm stressed about money. I'm freaking out that I'm not going to fill my classes. I've only got one private client. My corporate client hasn't re-signed for another group of classes. I think it's going to end in catastrophe, right? We get into poverty consciousness. We start thinking about what we don't want and what do you know, we start manifesting it. And so we put the squeeze on ourselves and we start to lose perspective of the bigger picture. It's $50. Now I went to, I live in the country, I'm a vegan. So, you know, arguably I pay a bit more for the things that I want to eat. I went to the supermarket. I had this big brown leather Mary Poppins bag. If you've been on retreat with me, you know what I'm talking about. It's my handbag. Never wanted to be a woman who has a handbag. At least in America, I have a purse. In Australia, I have a handbag. It's the same bag. You get my point. Anyway, the cool thing about this bag, if you're a physio, you're saying, Amy, that is not the cool thing about the bag. But the cool thing for me about the bag is if you pick up one of those hand baskets at the supermarket, put it, fill it with food, I can then put that amount of food into my bag and take it home. No plastic bags. No, I left my bags at home. I have my purse. It fits that amount of groceries. Now, the other day, down to the supermarket, pick up a few bits and pieces, enough to fit in my purse. That's a hundred bucks right there. hundred bucks. I don't know, 12 items. My point is 50 bucks in 2020 is the difference between did you shout dinner or did they? It's the difference between I don't know for me, it's the difference between did I take the tolls to get to Melbourne and back? Or did I take the back streets? Not if you're in, this is not a conversation for you if you're in significant financial distress. Like I said, DM me, let's come up with a plan. But this is for you, you know, if you're like doing your thing and life is coasting, if you are starting to obsess about things like 50 bucks, it is time to get perspective because you are being cheap with yourself. Let's come back to the anecdote about my client. Whole new town, one-to-one business model, needing six new clients. So what is that? 900 bucks a week. That's what we're looking for. 
And my client is looking to save 50 bucks on a postcard, which means that that postcard will be at least half as effective because all it has is, sure, a captivating good photo, the name of the business, a phone number and a website, but that's all, big blank nothing on the, on the other side of it. What a missed opportunity to explain the service, build rapport, talk about who you serve, talk about where you do your sessions, talk about what people can expect. Huge missed opportunity, which means that calling in those six new clients and making the $900 a week is going to be more difficult because the primary source of calling them in is watered down, half as effective. So this lesson, thank you to my client for sharing this lesson with us. I want you to think this is for you if you are in financial, if you are in financial fear, if you're freaking about money, I want you to start to notice, am I being tight with myself somewhere? Am I being um, unnecessarily frugal to the, to, in a way that could potentially, um, in a way that could potentially cause me to lose opportunities, business opportunities, lose uh, potential income? Is it that your uh, one that I see a lot is people not wanting to spend any money on Facebook ads because they're already feeling nervous that they're not going to fill up their thing. And if they spend more, then they've got more at the end. No. Take a breath. And think big picture. What is the investment that you're making? If it is a $50, $100 investment, your business, you deserve to be able to spend that amount of money without it feeling like high stakes. And if you can't, we need to look at the uh we need to look at the level of prosperity you are generating in your business such that spending that amount of money is a no-brainer. I'm not talking about throwing money away. I'm not talking about spending money willy-nilly. But if you are going to invest in your business and you're breaking out in hives over $50, something is going wrong. The question for today, thanks to my client, is where are you being cheap with yourself through money fear? Where are you potentially causing yourself a business injury because you are not giving yourself adequate financial support? Where do you need to lighten up, loosen up, open back the money nardies so that financial prosperity may actually flow? If you are holding on really tight, you know, what tighter than a fish's ass is what we say. If you're being like that with spending on your business, how the hell is money going to flow in? If the valve is that tight, oh my God, I can't, I can't hold on to this last 50 bucks because it could be the last 50 bucks of my life. You think that financial flow and prosperity is coming to meet you at that frequency? It's not. Now, I'm not saying you've got to fake it till you make it. Too many of my girlfriends, too many of my beautiful colleagues have done the fake it till you make it thing into a crap ton of credit card debt. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the small spend where we can get so fixated through financial fear that we're getting ding dong stupid about 50 bucks. 50 bucks is half a handbag of groceries where I live. Seriously, if you are that uptight about it, What's going on? 
let's get some perspective. How are we going to go make a quick 500 extra so that you're like, okay, I got my bills. I got the postcard and hell, I'm taking the kids to the movies and we're all having popcorn. Let's build a little bit more space into the system. That level of anxiety, freaking out about making a $50 saving. This is a business. Can you think of any other legitimate business that is scratching around for that type of a saving? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. So think about it. Where through financial fear, am I being tight with myself? Have I lost perspective? And do I need to ease back, staying financially safe always, but easing back and being more realistic about the outgoings in order to generate new incomings? Okay, that's a little bit about stinginess. Uh, Next, I want to talk about um, having great meetings, particularly phone meetings. This is something else that came up for someone in one of my uh, group programs this week. How do you make sure that a telephone call actually uh, leads to something productive without feeling like you're steamrollering people, you know? Like, uh, you know, when you get that text, we need to talk. Okay, admittedly, I get this one more on the personal front than the business front. (laughs) We need to talk. How do you handle that we need to talk uh, in a business perspective? So this might be someone that you're JVing with at a a retreat. This might be someone that you're co-teaching with. This might be the person who hires you at the studio. I've had this from a client. They're subcontracted a studio and they get the we need to talk. It might be... Uh, one of your teacher trainees, it might be, uh, I don't know, but when you get that message or the email or the whatever, that's essentially got the vibe of, we need to talk. And it immediately brings you to that point of, oh God, I think the universe is about to implode. You know, those ones Um, where you know that it's triggering a fear response that's based on old stuff where you know you're just going back into a karmic pattern based on something that happened when you were a kid. You Intellectually, it's just a phone call and yet you're experiencing kind of, you know, terror, freak out. How do you handle that? So first up, um, I think what's important to remember is this idea of, and I posted about this on Insta last week, the importance of responding rather than reacting. And also I think that one of the things that can go wrong in a phone call is um, the, the compulsion to resolve everything in the call itself and for a phone call to take as much time until it's sort of like exhausted. So number one here, I recommend when you need to have one of those, we need to talk, whether it's in person or on the phone, it works both ways is before, preferably before you meet on the phone or in person or WhatsApp or whatever the hell, um, be explicit about the amount of time that you're available, not to be an asshole, not to be a bitch, none of that stuff, not to be a control freak, but simply to have a shared understanding about the amount of time that both of you are investing in this particular scenario at this particular time. It doesn't mean that everything needs to get resolved within that window at all. What it means is for right now, this is the portion of time that we have for the meeting. It's like if you had a job and you were going to a meeting, you wouldn't just sit there and talk until it was all talked out. 
Because your boss would be like, what the hell? You were supposed to be back here seven hours ago. What happened? If you have a half-hour meeting scheduled in, what do you call it, Outlook, <laughs> that's how long the meeting goes for. Same deal here. So have a shared exchange about, a shared understanding about the duration of the meeting. Next, um, if you know that it is one of those we need to talk talks where it actually is the other person is um, distressed and they need to share, right? That's a thing. People need, some people feel the need to let you know how they're feeling disgruntled. That's also a valid use of time. But here's the kicker. If you are the if you are holding this meeting, please know that you do not need to respond or react within the meeting itself. I think when people are on the phone or sitting with somebody, let's have a coffee, we need to talk, they feel the need to address the other person's concerns in the moment. You don't. Now it can feel uncomfortable to just be open, be available, be receiving what the other person is expressing and not respond or react. It can feel uncomfortable, but you are absolutely allowed. And in fact, I think it is empowering. Moreover, I think it leads to a better result for both parties to actually not respond or react in the moment, but to rather acknowledge, accept, receive what the other person is sharing with you and then let them know that you will get back to them. It doesn't have to happen right there. If someone, your retreat joint venture says, uh, let's draw from Amy's back catalog. Here's one. Um, uh, you're expecting me to do too much. I'm feeling really stressed out. I don't know how to do marketing like you do. And look, I really think that you're putting too much pressure on me. Now, rather than me in the moment on the phone saying, what are you even talking about? I'm just doing my thing. I have no attachment to what you're doing. I, I'm just trying to, I don't care if the people come from me or they come from you. I just want to have it full and, and I like doing this stuff and I'm good at it. And so I'm happy to do it all. And I never thought that you were falling, but blah, 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 blah. rather than me just going and purging out all of my story, better to say, I hear what you're saying. What I'm hearing you say is that you feel I'm expecting you to do the same amount that I'm doing, right? Clarify. They can say, yeah, that's what I think. That's what's going on. And then it gets to be, if you're managing this, you get to, you know, you don't have to answer that. You can just say, okay, I hear that. I want to think about that a little bit. And would it be okay with you if we spoke again at the end of the week, once I've had a, a chance to get my head around it? Like you don't need to respond in the moment. It's not being passive aggressive. It's not spiritually bypassing. It's simply giving yourself time so that you can consider, contemplate what the appropriate response is rather than reacting from your own stuff, from your own conditioning, from your own karma load, right? If you've been made wrong in the past, I mean, I don't know. What was I? I was made wrong. Oh, I remember. Uh, here's one. Uh, this is probably, you know, back to that same scenario. You're making me do all of this stuff. I didn't make you do anything. That, let's get out of that paradigm. Um, I remember being uh, at Brownies. What's it? Brownies. Loved Brownies. Loved Girl Guides better than Brownies. But anyway, um, needless to say, I was totally the patrol leader. I can't remember what a patrol was called. 
Anyway, uh, brownies. And I loved so brown. I loved brownies so much that it got to the point where they had to say, "Look, Amy, you need to stop coming because you're too old now." I'm not like a 35 year old brownie, but I might have been like 11. And I distinctly remember at one point, my um, I was saying I wouldn't do something. Can't remember what the thing was, but I remember one of my brownie leaders, Flamingo. I don't know why she was called Flamingo. Everyone else had like wombat. Australian animal names. I'm pretty sure we don't have flamingos in Australia. Anyway, she was called Flamingo. Flamingo uh, said, Amy, this is in front of everybody else. That I just remember that. All the other brownies were sitting down. Amy, the renegade brownie, was standing up. And Flamingo said, Amy, you are as stubborn as a mule, right? This sort of stuff, when you're like an oversized brownie, 11, 10, whatever, sticks. You remember that stuff. And the same for my clients and other people. If you're in this situation, we we can all be triggered by stuff that happened back then. If I feel like someone might think I'm being defiant, conceivably this story could play out. If I feel like someone could think I'm being defiant, I don't want to be called name called that in front of everybody else. I'm going to be you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, that's Amy's going to take on the doormat role. Let me roll over. You do whatever you want. Just at all costs, I need to avoid being pointed out as being stubborn as a mule. I'll do whatever it takes. Just don't make me wrong about that. I got to prove to you that I'm not stubborn. I'm so accommodating. Now, if I am caught on the hop by, we need to have a talk, in this phone conversation where I can't read someone else's body language. I can't pick up on what their eyes are doing. I can't get a sense of their energy. All I can hear is their voice. I'm so much more likely to react based on my own triggers and my own story. So if I have, um, let's play this tape through. So say for example, I'm doing a retreat with someone else and, um, she needs to talk because she feels that um, I'm being overly dogmatic or I'm putting too much pressure on her or I'm expecting too much and she's really stressed out, that potentially that story, if I'm in the moment and caught up in everything she's blaming me, that, you know, if I'm buying everything she's selling, my back catalogue, you know, my my samskaras could compel me to self-abandon in that moment. Because heaven forbid, she thinks I'm being stubborn, sticking to my guns, you know, being a bitch, being a stick in the mud. Heaven forbid that that happens. So I could self-abandon. I could, I could transgress my own boundaries. I could say yes when I want to say no. All because I'm caught in the moment of that phone conversation. So, so much better to actually receive it. If it's, if the person you're speaking to, whatever they're sharing with you, it's real for them, whether you, it's real for you or not, doesn't matter in that moment. It's real for them. And we get to approach this with compassion. It must suck to feel that, right? It must suck to feel that your retreat JV partner is expecting you to do all of this stuff and you can't because you don't know how it's not what you signed up for. You've got a million other things and you don't want to let someone down and you just want to get rid of the pressure. That must be a horrible place to be in. And and it's real for that person if they're expressing it. So you get to hold space, let someone else do the talking, and you get to require, you get to state that you need time to process so that you can get back to them 
in a way that feels really good to you and is going to actually address their concerns rather than just turn out to this sort of tennis match of the two of you batting your samskaras across the net. So to come back to the lesson from this particular uh, person in our community, first step on having an effective meeting over the phone, be clear about how long the meeting is going to go for. Claim it at the start. I'm available for a half an hour. If we can't get through everything that we need to talk about, let's set up another time at the end of this half hour and stick to the time. Next, let them do all their sharing. Hear them out. Don't react. Don't don't um, deflect. Don't make them wrong. Don't apologize because you're a yes person. Just hear them out. Let them know because it's a phone call. They can't see you nodding that you're listening and that you're hearing what they're saying. Reflect back to them what they're saying so they know they are being heard and understood. I want to just check in with you. What I'm hearing you say is that you're feeling that how much marketing you need to do for our retreat is really stressing you out. Have I got that right? No drama, no baggage, no bitchy energy, no passive aggression, no um, sneaky kind of vasana of your own coming into your language, your tone, just open-hearted, compassionate yogi looking for clarity. And then as you gather this, take notes. And as you gather it together, you know that you can say, great, thank you so much for sharing with me exactly what's going on for you. I think I understand now what I need is a little bit of time to just process this or just think about this or feel into it or whatever your jam is. Would it be okay with you if we had another phone call on Friday, on next week, whatever, so that I could really have some solutions for us moving forward? And if they say no to that, then you've got bigger issues. But if they're a great person because you wanted to work with them in the first place, chances are they're going to say yes. So summary, set a time frame. Be available to listen without defending or responding, reacting, and then ask for time to think about it before you answer. And this goes for any decision. You never have to answer on the spot. You always get to say, could I just take the night to think about it? Or can I call you back in a half an hour? I just want to check something. It's always okay to ask for more time before you make a decision. All right, um, next. So there's been a bit of a discussion in my Facebook group about Facebook ads, uh, whether to do them, whether to do them or something else. In fact, I can think of two posts that I looked at today. One was, should I do Facebook ads or should I do Google ads? And another one was, um, and uh, another one was, should I do Facebook ads or should I boost an event or should I boost a post or should I posting Facebook groups? Now, if you're driving in your car and you listen to this regularly, you'll know already. You've probably already said all of it. <laughs> do all of it. You've probably already said something like that, affirming Amy's notion that you do all the things. But I want to be really clear about one thing. My answer to both of those posts is, hell yes, do all of it. Do all of it. But I do want to make this point. Facebook ads work. If they're good ads, it's not Facebook that's not working. It's the creator of the ads that needs tuning up. 
okay? Now, this this isn't a Amy's making you wrong or Amy wants you to feel shitty about your capacity to make ads. It's none of those things. It's really good news. If the system, if Facebook, the infrastructure was crap, we'd all be fucked. What can you do about it? It's broken. There's no way to actually talk to the world in a really targeted, specific, loving way. Bummer. Good news. It's not Facebook. It's you. Why is that good news? That's good news because you get to change that. Now, if anybody's used the Facebook help service, uh, not as easy. Changing you, way easier than changing Facebook. Good news. So if you have this mindset that I've, this, I've, I hear this quite a bit. I've spent so much money on Facebook, it has never done anything, right? Okay. Uh, let's reframe the hell out of that. Um, you know, what about, um, I've spent some money on Facebook and I haven't managed to create a good ad yet that I'm, where I'm happy with my return on investment. Yes, that's empowerment. That's empowerment. You get to get better with that. That's like saying I've tried. Um, what would it be like saying in yoga? Like I've spent six workshops, uh, trying to like get Tidibasana and it's just a dumb pose. Hmm. Okay. Or, uh, maybe the workshops that you were going to weren't what you needed to work on to get you into Tidibasana. Or maybe you didn't have the right props to get you there. Or maybe you need a modified version. Or maybe you need the supine version before you go for the arm balance version. Or, or, or. It's not the pose. It's you. And that's good news because you get to work on you. You get to get better. You get to practice more. You get to ask a different teacher. What would you suggest? I really want to get this titty-bassana thing. I've got really tight hamstrings. What should I do to get me closer rather than just trying and trying and trying and then feeling like you suck at it? So for the conversation that's been going on this week around Facebook ads or Google ads, do both. They work really beautifully together. It's like the forward bend and the back bend. Do you do a boost or an event or a groups or a la la or a la la? You all of it. Do all the things. This doesn't mean spinning out of control. It's just like doing a full spectrum class. Do I do back bends or forward bends or seated twists or inversion? Do all of them. You're still only taking a 60 minute yoga class. It's just got some really smart sequencing so that you do all of them. That gets to be your marketing. It's not going to take your whole life. Oh my God, it's a full spectrum class. I'm going to be here for eight days. No, you're still only going to take 75 minutes of yoga. But your teacher's going to take you through the whole thing. Let your social media marketing, let your digital marketing be like that. Still the same amount of time. You're just doing all the things. All the things. And if you have the story running that Facebook ads, I just it's just such a money sucker and it never works for me. You, I love this. Facebook ads never work for me. Oh my God, Facebook ads never work for me. Say it with me. Facebook ads never work for me. It's you that's not working, dear one. I love you. Facebook works. I've spent an obscene amount of money on Facebook ads. It's awesome. I have this great business, which means I get to sit around with my dog a lot and fill up my handbag with a hundred bucks of wanky vegan cheese because of Facebook ads. It's not Facebook ads. It's you. And this is good news because you get to get better.
easy. You just get to get better. You just haven't got a great ad yet. Like get curious, go back and look what was better, what was worse, do more of what was better. Teach yourself. But please, no more of this, uh, uh, I've wasted how much money, I'm paying my car. Maybe you just made a sucky ad. And I'd love to help you make a good one. Let's do that. Let's make a good one. <laughs> um, and to that end, I want to read out, I said I would do this. I want to read out um, a comment, uh, no, no, a DM. Um, once my buddy Instagram waits. Okay, I want to read out this message that I got. Uh, when? Yesterday? Yes, yesterday. Um, from Being Grounded with Ainsley. Uh, Ainsley teaches these incredible uh, yoga and plus plus things for kids uh, in and around Brisbane, which is the capital city of Queensland, folks. That's one of the states of Australia. Uh, she says, hi, Amy. I had, a, I had 20 kids at my workshop. 10 of them were brand new clients who traveled from all over Brisbane. My next kids yoga event is already three quarters full too. Thanks to a Facebook ad and my new social media confidence training. And of course the inspiration from the retreat. She says, have a happy Sunday. Have a happy Monday, Ainsley. Like this is not rocket science. How can you imagine 20 kids in a workshop? I mean, (laughs) I love Ainsley. (laughs) I love that she thinks that's awesome. That sounds like a nightmare to me, but anyway, um, 20 kids at a workshop, and 10 of them were brand new. That's nuts. Imagine the next time you run a workshop, whatever it is that you do, it's full plus 50% of the people that have shown up you've never met before. Imagine if that happened every time you ran something, you would lose your mind. And this is from a Facebook ad and having a pretty good darn good looking Instagram account. Now, I like Ainsley very much. She has been on my retreat. She's super fun. She does amazing things with kids and yoga and goodness. She's into handsome dogs like me. I don't think she'll mind me saying she's not a Facebook ads expert. She's getting close from these sorts of results, but she's getting close because of these sorts of results. She wasn't at the start, but she's getting these types of results because she's doing it and she's learning and she's getting better as she goes. So awesome being grounded with Ainsley, lots of underscores in there. Go find her. Congratulations to you, lovely. Thank you so much for sharing that message with us. And for everybody who is freaking out about, oh my God, I don't know. Do I boost an event? Do I boost a post? Do I run an ad? And when Amy says, do all of it, and you find yourself going, rewind. Is that still a thing? What do you say now? Anyway, whatever, Gen X. Rewind this podcast and listen to the part about the postcard because this is you being tight. This is you being, I'm not talking about your hamstrings. This is you being stingy and cheap with yourself in your business. Extra note here. Never get yourself into this position again, because next time you offer a thing, whether it's a retreat in Nepal or a chair yoga for teacher training or whatever the hell you're doing, I love you all. Next time you run something like this, you better have in your budget money to spend on advertising. I really want this one to land. Like I'm getting a little bit emotional about this. Because I'm thinking that for all of you gorgeous people that I've been speaking to for years 
who are offering really great things and are still asking me this question of, holy shit, how do I find my people? I bet you came to this new initiative of yours without the money in the bank ready to spend on your ads. Think about it. Everybody, DM me if this is resonating for you. You've got a workshop coming up. You've got a retreat coming up. You've got a teacher training coming up. Did you actually look at your accounts and go, yep, great. I've got 500 bucks in the bank. That's what I'm going to use to fill my event. And if that was not where you started, if you started at zero, you are making a choice to conduct your business in financial stress. Let's stop doing that. You need to make more now so that when you launch the next thing, you've got a budget. You have a business. A business deserves a budget. And when I say that, I'm not talking about tracking how much you're spending. I'm talking about budget in the sense of cash up front to invest in making your thing work, not just putting down the deposit for the retreat venue, not just buying the new lavender and whatever's for your new eye pillows that are going to make all the difference at your yoga nidra. I'm talking about having money in the bank. Maybe it's 50 pounds. Maybe it's 60 euro. It doesn't have to be thousands of dollars or whatever, but let's get real here. Let's never be at the point again where we're like, shit, I don't have an, like, it's not working. I haven't got enough people. I'm in financial stress. I'm freaking out. I'm waking up in the night. I'm starting to obsess about whether or not to spend $50 to get a second side on my postcard. Do I spend my $50 on boosting or an ad? Let's never get back here again because for every new initiative you take on at the front end, you have the cash in the bank. Not because you're stealing it from your holiday fund or whatever. Actual business money buffer, budget, ready to invest so that it never has to be this difficult. And you never find yourself posting saying, do I do this or that? But you just go, oh, that's right. Amy said you do all of it. Cool. I'm going to split up my cash and spread it across all the things. Here we go, baby. Let's fill it up. Okay. There you have it. Uh, uh, when are you being stingy with your budget and what to do with it, how to manage a meeting, particularly when it's difficult to get outcomes, and do you do Facebook ads, boost posts, yada, 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 yada. Yes, yes, and yes. You deserve to have the money up front to invest. I hope this has been uh, a useful podcast. Like I said at the top, if you have something that you're working on and you would like a little bit of support on it, you can always send those through to me. I'll gather them up for our March Q&A call, or if I think it's um, – Juicy enough, we'll make a whole episode out of it. I love hearing uh, from you about the podcast and um, it really helps me because I could rave on about all sorts of things, but um, I want them to be, you know, beneficial uh, so, so that it's useful for you because, um, yeah, you're, you're, you guys are all out there doing the thing, sharing the yoga with the people who need it. And uh, that's amazing. Speaking of sharing the yoga, I've got some yoga things. Coming up, if you want to come hang out with me, I'll be at the Bendigo Yoga Festival next weekend on the 7th. I'm teaching a yoga asana in the morning and a discussion satsang about karma in the afternoon. And I'm also doing a one-day workshop uh, on the 5th of April here in my hometown if you want to have a day in the country. Um, all of that stuff is on my Facebook page, all those events. And also I'm doing an in-person social media training in Melbourne 
uh, also in April. So if you want to come along in person and spend the day with me, it's a Friday. Um, actually, you know, uh, making all of this shit work. Um, let's come play with our phones. Uh, <laughs> I'll teach you all I know. It'll be great. And uh, then we'll go out for lunch. Uh, all of the details for all of that stuff is on my Facebook page in the events section. Or if you can't find that, DM me. Tell me which one you're interested in. I'll send you a link. And again, a reminder that the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat Super Early Bird ends this Friday. So if you're coming with me to Thailand in 2021, save yourself 400 bucks um, because you can get a lot of massage and mani pedis in Chiang Mai for 400 bucks. Better that. Um, get yourself registered, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash retreats. And as always, if you have any questions uh, about the retreat, do let me know. You, I promise you can't ask a dumb question. What adapter do I need to bring? I've got a, you know, I don't know. I am need to take this medication that needs to stay cold. Can I? I don't like sleeping with in the same room as other people. What can we do? Like whatever your thing is, just let me know. Um, I am as special needs as it comes when <laughs> staying in foreign places. I ain't going to judge. I promise you. I've talked about the sanitary napkin trick for the flashing LED light the smoke detector like seriously i ain't gonna judge i have lined an airbnb in london all the windows with tinfoil that happened i really did that thanks saint breeze i bought a lot of tinfoil that's um aluminum foil uh just to translate that happened no judgment here let me know (laughs) okay everybody have an amazing week like really like a really good one like a really really good one and um keep on sharing your yoga because by jove We need it. Take care, everyone. Bye. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favor to ask. If you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure. Of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Take deep care.